Hi, I'm Sam Hawley, coming to you from Gadigal Land. This is ABC News Daily. The death toll from the 7.8 magnitude earthquake that struck south-central Turkey, also known as Turkey, is rapidly rising as rescue workers race to save who they can. Today, Tim Costello, the former head of World Vision, on the unfolding humanitarian crisis. As the former head of World Vision, you've been to a fair few earthquake zones, and so you've got a really good sense of how things might play out in Turkey air. Every hour matters, doesn't it? It's a race against time to save lives, and uh, the extraordinary anxiety of knowing any time lost is a life lost. As night fell in Hate, the southern part of eastern Turkey, the screams of people still trapped under the rubble filled the air. In the midst of unfolding chaos of aftershocks, of tremors, of uh, your own staff uh, perhaps being at risk if uh, another earthquake happens, really makes it just a very anxious, chaotic time. Mm, and some of the aftershocks, I mean, they're, they're huge. The initial quake was 7.8 magnitude, but some of these aftershocks are around 7.5 magnitude, so they're hardly aftershocks. It's sort of just another quake, isn't it? Yeah, and I, I experienced some of that in the Nepal earthquake and then also up in Padang and Sumatra. And um, you do think you're going to die. You're there to save mm. lives, and the aftershocks make you think i'm 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 going to die here too so um uh, you you it's very vivid when you can't trust the ground that you've planted your feet on it's it's this uh, extraordinary thing that we we have learnt in life to you know trust being grounded that's that's the word we use and uh, that sense of solid rock on which you plant your feet you've lost all that that, that's what aftershocks do, and that's the terror. Yeah. Mm, I was in Nepal with you, and I think I can attest to that, that you don't feel very safe, and it is terrifying, and the people there will be terrified because they won't know where to go, where it's safe to be. The death toll, it's horrible to think about this, but how quickly will that rise in your experience? Yeah, so uh, with many disasters, you go in uh, thinking, yes, here's the death toll. You arrive and it's doubled, it's tripled. The death toll from two earthquakes in southeastern Turkey is expected to climb eight times higher. My first major disaster was the uh, Boxing Day tsunami. 
when I got on the plane to go to Sri Lanka, the death toll, they were saying, was maybe 2,000. Huge walls of water bringing waves of up to 10 metres were caused by an underwater earthquake. It was literally by the time I got off the plane uh, 10 times that. Mm. It's estimated that around 14,000 people are dead. And uh, as time unfolded, it was sort of doubling almost every hour. In the end, it was uh, 360,000 people, as the story two weeks later of just the effect uh, finally unfolded. Now, the tsunami was uh, extraordinary, of course, but uh, it's the same analogy with earthquakes. Uh, It just keeps rising and you keep being surprised. And when you think you've hit a limit, you're often surprised in terms of how big it is. Yeah, the WHO is already predicting the death toll in Turkey could surpass 20,000. So this is a big deal. This is a, a, a terrible disaster that's unfolding there. Of course, that doesn't take into account the number of people who've been injured either. And that's a whole nother problem, I gather, that they'd be dealing with now. Absolutely. You... I went to the Pakistan earthquake six months after the Boxing Day tsunami and um, in the end it was 60,000 people that died. What uh, wasn't reported was just the the number of people crippled and injured and traumatised in every sense. Now, the the human suffering is way beyond just the death toll. Mm, So it was a 7.8 magnitude earthquake and it hit at 4.17am, so a lot of people would have been sleeping a terrible time for that to happen. There were accounts of an airport's runway basically breaking into pieces. The the runway was breaking up in front of me. I saw the the noses of the planes rising up on the runway like uh, like the front of some boats on an ocean. Buildings just uh, collapsed to the ground. They just couldn't sustain it. It, it is simply breathtaking when you actually see it, you know. You're sort of left without words going, is this, is this real? Am I, am, I, am I really seeing this? It, you know, it is, it is extraordinary. Let's just talk about what needs to happen now because added to the problems already facing the people there, it's also winter and it's freezing overnight. So there's an absolute logistical nightmare going on, a humanitarian disaster. How equipped are the emergency crews, do you think, there and how much will they rely on international support, on humanitarian aid, on groups like World Vision and the Red Cross to get through this and what needs to happen right now? Well, what needs to happen, I think, is happening is that Turkey welcomes all the help, specialist help, humanitarian help that uh, it can get. These multiple earthquakes that have hit the region are having a devastating impact. And today I can announce that the Australian government will provide an initial $10 million in humanitarian assistance to those affected uh, through our Red Cross and, and Red Crescent partners and through humanitarian agencies. I remember the tragedy of Cyclone Nargis, a cyclone that hit uh, Myanmar and killed 160,000, was that the regime then refused help and lots of people needlessly died. Uh, I remember getting in there early and being one of the few uh, 
relief workers from outside that got in and uh, just the obstinacy of not saying we need help send us your best literally cost thousands of lives so the first thing is turkey welcoming and opening the doors and saying we need help the second thing is coordinating that now the um, pipeline is pretty well coordinated uh, there was pretty much chaos after the Boxing Day tsunami. There was deep reflection that uh, you can't just let any agency in. Uh, they stumble around, trip over each other. You need agencies with humanitarian capacity and skills. You need OCHA, which is the UN body for humanitarian crisis, clearly in charge and coordinating. You look after water, you look after tents, you look after food. It's pretty well organised now. That's what needs to happen. The quake also caused significant damage in Syria, and that, of course, is a region burdened by crisis already. Yeah, the political situation in Syria makes it much more difficult when you uh, have had conflict and when you have a government that, uh, and all governments do at one point say, oh, we can handle this, it'll show that we're, you know, uh, uh, capable and uh, raise our esteem and world eyes. Well, no, you can't. And that, yes, you need all the international help. And yes, you need to uh, welcome them and not uh, put obstacles up because of nationalistic regime pride. Syria is uh, a place of conflict with so much suffering, with a government that still isn't fully in control of all the country and therefore has its own political agendas. That's going to make it much more difficult. And it means much greater human needless human suffering because of it. There's always some good stories that come out of earthquakes because sometimes survivors are found under the rubble and that's what everybody hopes for. And I can see that these specialised rescue teams are being sent in from across the world with sniffer dogs. How vital will those teams and those dogs be in the days ahead? Yeah, one of the most magnificent things is that in a natural disaster, unlike human disaster of war, the whole international community and the best technology and the best uh, search and rescue from so many nations kicks in. Yeah, and it really is inspiring. Uh, you actually see uh, planes landing with so many different uh, nations' carriers un unpacking help and uh, rescue workers and specialists and all the nationalistic differences that, you know, so define and, uh, and cruel our world just disappear. And that sense of uh, we are racing against time and we are going to save lives and humans are wired for that good news story like the, the Thai boys in the cave, that absolutely is the adrenaline, the seeds, collegiality, cooperation and terrifically fast response. Tim Costello is the former CEO of World Vision. Two major fault lines run through Turkey, making the country prone to earthquakes. Monday's quake was the deadliest to hit the country since 1999, when a magnitude 7.4 earthquake killed more than 17,000 people. This episode was produced by Flint Duxfield, Sydney Peed, Chris Dengate and Sam Dunn, who also did the mix. Our supervising producer is Stephen Smiley. I'm Sam Hawley. ABC News Daily will be back again tomorrow. Thanks for listening.
You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.